0: All right, Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on just a brutal, brutal night here in the state of Iowa. Man, um, what a roller coaster of emotion in those final minutes! From being positive, you know. I mean, I guess Iowa punting the ball with two minutes left from the forty-yard line, down by two, kind of giving that away. The amazing play by Cooper DeGene. The euphoria that came with that punt return touchdown to seemingly give Iowa the win, even though Iowa didn't deserve the win, Iowa got the win. The ridiculous call, the terrible call, the inexcusable, inexp unexplainable. I'm sure the Big Ten will apologize for this week call that was made on the field. And whether the call, I mean, we'll get into this. But and then you know the the final interception and the watching Minnesota go get Floyd to take him home, watching PJ Fleck rejoicing in the fact that he's finally beaten Kirk Ferentz in the Iowa Hawkeyes. and the crumbling down of all the good feelings that had, uh, that had manifested over the last several weeks on the wins and, and certainly after that, that Wisconsin win, um, just a, a bad a bad day, a bad day, a bad loss, a bad everything, a terrible offense, a bad quarterback. A bad offensive scheme, a bad offensive play call, a uh, play caller, a bad offensive coordinator, an inexplicably bad offense. And yet I found a way to do it again, but it was taken away from him. I tweeted this on my own personal account. And I, I, I believe this. Two things can be true. Multiple things can be true. It's one of the things we've lost in this this society of social media is that you know it's, it's all or nothing. it's black and white. It's one thing and it can't be the other thing because you know the, everything is mutually exclusive, and that's just not the case. That's not how the world works. Multiple things can be true at once. I will play terribly today. They did not put themselves in a position to win that game or, or at least put away Minnesota in the way they should have. That offense is historically bad. You should not be able to win Big Ten games with an offense that plays that poorly. That is true. All of that is true. And, and nobody's losing sight of the fact that Iowa had, I think, two yards of total offense in the second half. We'll go through their drive chart. It's it's ridiculously bad. Nobody's excusing that or, or turning it away. It's also true that the refs took this game away from Iowa. It's also true that Cooper DeGene and the Hawkeyes got screwed at the end of that game. They did win that game. And it got taken away from them. And so now you deal with you deal with, you know, it is what it is. That's football. Iowa loses twelve to ten. False is six and two on the season, three and two in the Big Ten. And uh no longer feels like they're in the driver's seat of the Big Ten West. I'd have to look more into the uh, you know, the standings to to decipher some of this stuff, but um, I'm just kind of going here, and it doesn't feel like this team's going to win its next four games anyway. So, you know, I don't think that we're, we'd be getting ahead of ourselves again at this point to start talking about the Big Ten championship game. We weren't getting our head of, ahead of ourselves a week ago because Iowa was 6-1 and one and they had kept finding ways to win. And had Iowa won this game, had that Cooper DeGene punt returned for a touchdown been validated for lack of a better word. Um had that counted and I will won this game, we'd we'd still be talking about it. Be, oh my God. Iowa had these bad stats, lost the turnover battle by this many and, and still found a way to win this game. And um it just it absolutely sucks. It absolutely sucks. It's BS, it's um it's all of the things. You deserve to be pissed off. You should be pissed off. I am you probably hear it in my voice. I'm sure the Hawkeyes are. It'll be interesting to see kind of how all this plays out. This feels, I was, feels like, um, feels like hanging chads. And and when I say that, I mean like, you know, verbiage that none of us ever knew. And then all of a sudden, it becomes like the most important thing, and we all become experts in it. That's kind of how this invalid or valid fair catch call or whatever it is is going to feel because already on social media. There's people breaking out the rule books and highlighting sections and whether or not this is something that should be called or has ever been called or is usually called or maybe is not usually called but is in the rule book and and by the book it it should have been called. And then there's questions about, you know, since they didn't call it, why did they allow him to, to return the ball? Why didn't they blow the whistle as soon as he started returning the ball because they knew it was an invalid fair catch call? Why didn't Minnesota get penalized for trying to tackle him after an invalid fair catch call? The bottom line is they didn't call it on the field and and from what I can tell it's not a reviewable call. It's not something you can go back without a call on the field and just just make this call. But again, this all be this that that'll all be debated and and worked out and you know sliced up and whatever for the next several days or you know maybe even a couple of weeks. That's another bad thing. The fact that that Iowa has a bye. I mean, coming into this game it was like Iowa needs a bye. They need to get healthy. They need a break. Now it feels like this bye came at a bad time because now you got to sit with this for two weeks. But none of that matters. I mean, we all know football well enough to know that that's a BS call. I feel bad for Cooper. I feel bad for the Hawkeyes. It sucks that that streak is gone, the eight-game win streak against Minnesota. And, you know, I had this thought. Coming into last season, we had... I think a, a six or seven game win streak against Iowa State, a, a seven game win streak against Minnesota, a seven game win streak against Nebraska, and a seven, eight, nine game win streak against Illinois, and those are all gone. And yeah, we beat now Wisconsin a couple years in a row. We got the win over Iowa State. Um, you know, I think we could probably beat Nebraska at the end of the season. Who knows? Uh, but all of those have gone away. All of those streaks. And that just, it, it, it really, it sucks, man. This hurts. This sucks. It feels bad. It feels bad for so many reasons. This offense is historically bad. Deacon Hill could not have looked worse. And it's not his fault. It's Iowa's fault for putting him in that position. It's Iowa's fault for not having a better quarterback on the roster, a more prepared quarterback on the roster. This is where your recruiting and development is. I mean, we, we saw a hobbled Cade McNamara, but he didn't look like a world beater in this offense. And now you got a guy who hasn't taken college snaps before. And yeah, yeah he ran a, to a 3-0 and record. But he was bad today, man. He was bad. Sat in the pocket too long and and, and got, got the ball knocked out a couple of times. That last interception, I mean, I guess they're trying to do whatever they can do. All three turnovers are on Deacon Hill. I didn't force a turnover. I had eight first downs in this game. I will rushed for eleven yards, twenty-eight attempts, eleven yards, less than half a yard per rush. Now I will pass the ball for one hundred and sixteen yards, which after thirty-seven yards last week feels like a a breakout game, but ten to twenty-eight. Bad throws, not you know, missing open receivers, not putting it where where guys can make plays. There are so many reasons Iowa lost this game, but it came down to that that last play, and Iowa got screwed. There was a the the Saints game on Thursday night, Moreau, Saints player. Foster Moreau, I believe, is his name, dropped the game-winning touchdown, and he had a quote in the post-game. Football games don't come down to one play, but this game came down to that play, and that's what happened here. There are so many reasons Iowa lost this game, and we have a lot of time to talk about all those things. This game came this game came down to one play, and Iowa made the play, and the referees took it away from them. And whether you like Iowa or not, whether you like Brian Ferentz or not, whether you think Iowa deserved to win or not, that is a fact. And that sucks. Let's look at some other stats, because why the hell not? Deacon Hill, 10 of 28, 116 yards, an average of 4.1 yards. Had the one pick and the two fumbles. Caleb Johnson, six carries for 18 yards. Really had nothing going. LaShawn Williams, even less. 11 carries, 13 yards. Jazz Patterson, three carries, two yards. Deacon Hill got sacked several times, had trouble punching in uh, you know, a quarterback sneak to get to get the one touchdown, which was so heavily aided by Minnesota penalties. I mean, I was one good drive this this game was completely built on Minnesota penalties. Callie McManus didn't have a great game for Minnesota either. Ten of twenty five, one hundred and twenty six yards no touchdowns, no interceptions. Darius Taylor looked pretty good. Not great, but looked pretty good. Zach Evans the same, rushing the ball for for Minnesota. They were able to get not big chunks of yardage. 11 yards was the the long rush for Darius Taylor, 9 for Zach Evans. So they weren't picking up huge yardage, no big plays, but they they were getting chunks of yards and completing passes on third down, moving the sticks, especially in the second half and and I mean four field goals ended up being all they needed. Iowa kept Minnesota out of the end zone. You hold the team to four field goals, you feel pretty good. Unless you've got an offense as bad as Iowa's. Deacon Hill cannot be the quarterback coming out of the bye week. He cannot. If Joey Labus is still on the team, you have now two weeks to get him ready to go. I don't know what they see in practice. I don't care what they see in practice. You have to make a change. Now, they're not going to. Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's not get our hopes up about something that's not going to happen. We've seen this over and over and over and over and over and over again in the Ferentz era. Deacon Hill will be the quarterback at Wrigley Field against Northwestern two weeks from today. Mark my words. But it's insane that that's likely the case. You have two weeks now, you got to fix something. Because if you don't, there's more games like this coming coming down the pike. Deontay Vines, three catches, 62 yards. Nico Raggiini four catches, 28 yards. Seth Anderson, a couple of catches. stranga, Addison Stranga, one catch for 11 yards. Just one catch from the tight ends. It's what happens when your best two offensive weapons, your two tight ends, are out for the season. Jay Higgins, another great game, 14 tackles. Yeah, He's going to be first team all Big Ten. Deontay Craig was eight. Sebastian Castro was seven. Uh, Iowa had five tackles for loss, including one from Castro, one from Joe Evans, who had six tackles. A good game for the defense. You held the team to four field goals. You held the team to, to, to 12 points and how many total yards? I mean, you held the team to 239 total yards and 12 points. You win that game. But Iowa doesn't win that game. Six penalties for 53 yards for Iowa, that's that's brutal. Um, that's more than, than is acceptable for this Hawkeye team, especially, again, the way that they play. Seven penalties for 57 from Minnesota, and that almost cost them the game. Probably should have cost them the game. Tory Taylor had another nice game, nine punts, a 49.3-yard average. Did have the one touchback, which is rare for him. Had a 57-yard long. Had a... One of his punts was 50 yards, and it was into that stiff win in the first, first half. Torrey Taylor's just solid, as you'd expect. Drew Stevens, one of one, uh, and one of one from extra point as well. So, you know, Iowa special teams were, were really good. Had the punt return to win the game, for God's sakes, until they didn't. The second half offense is as bad as I've ever seen anybody play. And that's not hyperbole. It's just the truth. Let's go through this because we're gluttons for punishment. I was first possession in the second half. 3 plays, 0 yards punt. Next possession, 2 plays, -6 yards and a fumble. Next possession, 3 plays, 3 yards punt oh by the way so far none of these have taken more than a minute 54 seconds on that first three and out 44 seconds on the fumble 55 seconds on the second on the the second three and out the third possession the fourth one looks the same 55 seconds three plays three yards and a punt now now you're losing now Minnesota has a 12 to 10 lead your next possession three plays negative 18 yards 100 a minute and 36 off the clock and a punt The next possession, seven plays, 27 yards, two and a half minutes off the clock. You get to the 40 with two minutes left down by two, and you punt. And the third possession, which shouldn't have happened but did, three plays, negative seven yards, 21 seconds, ends in an interception, ends the game. The pig goes north. It's incredible how bad this loss was. All of the fun from a week ago, all of the laughing in the face of the national media who couldn't get their heads around how Iowa could run to 6-1 and one into the AP poll with as bad of an offense as they have, with the numbers that they were putting up offensively. All of that was built on pillars of sand, and we knew it. We knew as soon as they lost the game it was going to feel like this again. The conversation was going to turn again to the future of this program, the state of this program under Kirk Ferentz and his decision-making with his son and this offense. We knew that, and that's where we are. And so it's it's compiled, right? It's, it's exponentially worse than it would have been had you just gotten screwed by the refs to lose to Minnesota 12-10 to because it all falls apart now. The only thing holding this up was the fact that Iowa doesn't lose. And as long as they don't lose, it's okay. But as soon as they lose, none of it's okay. Now you have a bye week. And again, you must make a change in the bye week. They will not fire Brian Ferentz. They will not make a change at offensive coordinator. The only change that can be made is at quarterback. And it has to be made. It won't be made, but it has to be made. You go to Wrigley Field on November 4th play Northwestern. You come back home on the 11th to play Rutgers. You come back home the week after that and play Illinois, an Illinois team that blew a game against uh, Wisconsin today. And then on Black Friday, you go to Nebraska. You can lose all these games. You could win all these games. You could split these games. I mean, other than going 4-0 and going to the Big Ten Championship game and showing somehow that you can compete in that game, which probably won't feature Penn State after a loss to uh, Ohio State today. Short of four and zero and a ten and two regular season, this is how it's going to feel. And you would go back to the podcast I did after the loss to Penn State. Big decisions need to be made at the end of this season, and it's above my pay grade to make those decisions. It's above your pay grade to make those decisions. Unfortunately, our opinion doesn't matter a lot in that decision, in those decisions. But Brian Ferentz cannot be the offensive coordinator. You could score 50 points in the next four games combined. I mean, not combined. We probably won't score 50 points in the next four games combined, by the way. But you could score 50 points in each of the next four games, and you still need to fire Brian Ferentz or move him out of that position. However you do this, whatever you need to do, get him another job. Moving back to offensive line coach, kick his house out the door, whatever that is, that has to happen. That, that, I mean, that's non-negotiable. That has to happen. And then the next question is, is it time to move on from Kirk? And that's the harder question, and it's a really tough place for an interim AD like Beth gets to be. Do you push out the wittiness coach in program history, the most successful coach in program history? Who, by the way, might still win nine regular season games this year, might still win the Big Ten West. It's a bad place to be. But here we are. We have found ourselves here. I'm gonna drown my sorrows, man. This was brutal. Cooper DeGene got screwed. Period. We're gonna have it all covered at HawkeyeNation.com as we always do. I appreciate you listening. And despite all this and no matter what, always, go Hawks.